Welcome to Reader Seeks Romance Channel's Romance Roundup. I am Liz Donatelli. And I'm Libby Kay, author of the sweet romance series, Buckeye Falls. Libby and I are sharing our sports romance book recs. Watch Romance Roundup on Reader Seeks Romance Channel and subscribe on YouTube. Listen to Romance Roundup on Podbean and all podcast apps. Libby, let the roundup begin. Okay, giddy up, Liz. Here we go. So um, the first one I'm going to talk about is football related since we just had the Super Bowl. Um, I thought that would be helpful. Um, and I cannot stress enough for anything I'm about to discuss. I am not a sports fan. So I am assuming that everything mentioned is accurate to the sports. So if it's not <laughs> disclaimer time. Can I just say real quickly, I have a prediction about the sports romance subgenre. I feel as if we're going to see a lot more Football romance. Yes. You beat me to the punch list because I was now, okay. And by when I say I watched the game, I ate chips and dip with my husband <laughs> and was like on my phone while the game was on. I'm not, you know, yay. Everyone had a good time, whatever. Yeah. But I, yeah. I only watched the last no... few minutes. Yeah. I think the tide is going to shift because as I was doing research, going through my own, to, uh, my own already read list and also what's coming out. It's like, there's so much hockey. I'm like, oh, you yeah. know what? I think the tide is going to turn towards football thanks to Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift's romance. Yes, there is no way. And I was thinking, and I knew because I fell down a rabbit hole um, on like, I think it was Reddit or something. But I think whenever they get engaged, if they get engaged, it's yeah. even going to be bigger than we think because I just oh, think yeah. it's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. I think a whole other genre will be created when they get engaged. Yes. It then become... The football celebrity romance genre. It'll be like there's two celebrities because usually there's the celebrity and the normie. Yes. So I or think the gonna... sports star and the normie. Yes. So yeah. So I think it's going to be two celebrity romance sports. I, I that's what I think. I think I think right now as we are talking, there are at least a half a dozen authors working on it right now. There is no way they aren't working on it. I'm telling you. <laughs> yes, 2025, man. Stay tuned. Yeah, it's going to be everywhere, and we're going to be on the uh, cutting edge here, Liz. <laughs> All right. So now continue on. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the first book I have is um, it's actually a football player and a normie, as we just said, which I'm going to use that throughout the episode. Uh, this one is the Cheat Sheet by Sarah Adams. Uh, this came out from Dell uh, back in August of 21. Um, I am obviously not new to Sarah Adams. You've heard me um, talk about how much I love her books before, uh, specifically her When in Rome series. Uh, this is a standalone. It does have um, another book coming out. It's not being listed as a sequel, and they're not directly tied together on Goodreads yet, so I don't know how they're going to do it. But the rule book is coming out this spring, and it does feature a teammate of our hero from this story. So to me, that sounds like a series, but they're just saying they're connected. So whatever. Right. Either way, I'm ready to read it. So uh, so with the cheat sheet, we have some of uh, everybody's favorite tropes. We have friends to lovers and fake dating are the two mainstays um, of the story. So um, the cheat sheet follows a famous NFL quarterback, um, Nathan, and his uh, best friend, Bree. And she's just a regular old person. She runs a dance studio. They've been friends for years. Um, they it's a dual point of view. And I really, really like how um, Adams wrote their two perspectives. 
it's I'm not going to give too much away here, but it does have what we usually get with friends to lovers, which is like, oh, geez, I really like him, but I'm afraid if I make a move, it'll ruin this perfect friendship. Mm -hmm. So I will say like, and, and again, this is not a critique because this is part of the reasons I like the friends to lovers is you know exactly what you're going to get. But that is strong throughout the book is this whole push and pull. Um, I do like how it was done this time though, with them having to like figure out how to do it. So long story short, um, Nathan and Bree have been dating other people. And at the beginning of the story, they both find themselves single. So Bree is like hyper aware of everything Nathan does. And she's so, you know, worked up about not letting him see how she feels and spoiler alert, vice versa. So, um, Everything seems to be going fine for Brie until she gets drunk one night and accidentally spills her guts, including her feelings for Nathan, to an undercover. And I'm just saying undercover. It's a TMZ reporter who doesn't say they're a reporter while she's drunk in a bar. So okay. the story breaks and um, Nathan's agent thinks that they should fake date and kind of lean into this narrative. And that is the last darn thing I'm going to say about it because I don't want to ruin any of the uh, of the twists or the plot points. But it is a um, definitely more with the friends to lovers than the fake dating. I'm not saying that there's okay. not elements of that, but the part that's really cute with the fake dating is where we get the name of the book, the cheat sheet. Um, and this is where I actually, I love when there's LOL moments because I'm noticing either I'm, either my sense of humor is shifting or books are getting funnier <laughs> because I found myself laughing in a couple of scenes uh, with this one where Nathan and his teammates work on an actual cheat sheet to get Brie to fall in love with him uh -huh. while they're fake dating because he still thinks they're just friends. So um, oh. it is so, it was cute. There was some steam to it. Um, again, strong secondary characters between um, uh, people that Brie knows and then his teammates. Um, there was just enough football to make it a sports romance, but not too much that I got bored. <laughs> I love that. And I'm glad you mentioned the amount of sportiness because I will also be talking about the level of sportiness in, in my book racks. Oh, excellent. So it, it was just the right amount for someone like you who doesn't really care too much about the game. Yes. Um, do you actually, um, are there scenes in which a game is taking place or maybe even? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes, I wanted to know if scenes, it was that level. And okay. I won't give away what happens, but there is a game. And okay. um, and actually they mentioned her coming to a lot of his games, but there is a very pivotal scene at one of his games. So um, it's definitely, it's more than just, oh, and he happens to be a football player. There are definitely um and the thing that was interesting okay. is I can't remember. I don't think it was a real team they mentioned specifically, but it's always funny. All the NFL talk. I always wonder, like, because I've read other sports where they don't use the same acronyms. And I, I'm always curious as a writer, do you have to get permission to use the, you know, the acronym NFL if you're using a fake team? Like, I, I just I thought about that when I was working on my notes for the show and I didn't know. That's a really good question, because even the word Super Bowl is yes. Um, trademarked. Yes. Uh, when I worked in advertising, we could not mention Super Bowl. We had to call it the big game. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, because we did not pay for the right to include that in our ads. So I was wondering, you know, because there's even been books that I've read like, oh, they mentioned Super Bowl. I'm like, hey, don't they have to pay for that even, you yep. know? And to your point, NFL also, would you need to, so I don't know what the ins and out of that legality is, but. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I mean, and it's 
as a reader, I didn't care. It, I'm like, okay, that's authentic enough for me. <laughs> now, do you think us mentioning it on the show that these books will um, get penalized? Someone will. Uh, oh God! Sue. These come <laughs> NFL and Super Bowl will start suing the books that we mention. <laughs> Talk about uh, that's a double-edged sword. I'd love to have that much power over the romance industry, but the guilt I would feel is overwhelming. <laughs> The power, the power we'd feel. <laughs> if only they hadn't mentioned us on Romance Roundup. <laughs> I, uh... So, yeah, but either way, it was a really enjoyable book. I strongly recommend the cheat sheet. It was also a quick read. I think it was, I forget the page count, but it was, I mean, lightning quick. I read it in a day and a half. Um, nice. So it was just perfect. Perfect length, perfect speed, perfect pacing. So going from my perfection onto yours, Liz, what's your first sports book today? Well, this is going <laughs> to be in the world of boxing. Oh, fun. Um, and it is hot, hot, hot. I believe that we mentioned in a previous episode that author Mary Farmer had referred to one of her books as having all of the eggplants. Yes, all I do remember that. All of the eggplant that. emojis. Yes. <laughs> well, um, this book has all of the eggplant emojis. And according to my notes, apparently the combined size of both eggplants in this menage a trois poly relationships exceeded 20 inches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, so triple knockout. Triple is, knockout. Triple knockout is book three in Make Mine a Menage series by Jody Redford. So I actually reviewed this book, um, which came out in 2019. I reviewed it for the Romance Reads website, which I don't even know if they exist anymore. But Triple Knockout is a BDSM MMF poly relationship. Now, just a quick aside of what that means. So it's male, male, female, which means that there's two men and a female involved in this poly relationship. MMF is different than MFM. So M oh, M yes, MMF means that all three of them are together, but the men are also together. Oh, an MFM romance would be there's two men and a woman and those two men are, you know, there for the pleasure of the woman, but they do not touch. They okay. are not romantically involved. So okay. in this, so in Triple Knockout, we've got two men and a woman and they're all involved together. And then the men are also romantically involved. So okay. I, I just wanted Seriously, to explain. Thank you for explaining that because today I learned I had no idea that there was a difference between, yeah. I just assumed those three were interchangeable. It's no, a joke here. <laughs> see, I, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I, I think that some people do use it interchangeably, but I learned a while ago that there is a difference. Um, so, so anyway, okay, thank th you. That, that's my two cents on that. But on to Triple Knockout by Jody Redford. Jody Redford is, in my opinion, the queen of kink. I've read a number of her books. Mm. She has got kink down to a science. Um, I should add that there's also the trope of off limits and its brother's best friends. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'll explain. For years, Allie has had a hot and heavy crush on her brother Eric's 
hunky best friends, Bo and Van. And Bo and Van are boxes, but they're not just boxers. They're also doms or dominants who frequent a particular sex club. Okay. <laughs> so uh, now Allie learns that Bo and Van have never acted on their romantic interest in Allie because of Allie's brother. They have this bro code that it's hands off. They don't want to ruin their relationship with Eric. So um, Allie is kind of annoyed by that because she would love to get to know both of them better. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. And um, around this time, she also learns surprise that there are doms at this club. So Allie is determined to get Bo and Van to break their vow by unleashing her inner nasty girl. How does she do that? Well, you're going to have to read <laughs> read the book to find out. Oh, I, I am. I yeah. am intrigued. <laughs> yeah. So Allie does puts herself out there in a big way. And uh, ultimately, the guys are faced with a difficult decision. Avoid the temptation of forbidden fruit or give in to their baser instincts. Ooh, I hope they give in. <laughs> Spoiler, they do. So Triple Knockout contains a sexually adventurous woman who is extremely relatable because Allie is very enthusiastic uh, and interested in learning the BDSM experience because she's an avid reader of erotic romance novels. Oh, I like that twist. That's yeah. a little twist. So I like she, that part of it. <laughs> yes, yes. So it makes her very relatable. She's super likable. She could be awkwardly funny at, at moments because she's just blown away by some of the things that she learns. <laughs> so yeah, she's super likable. And then Bo is the cinnamon roll dom. And Van is the alpha dom with a penis piercing. What? <laughs> I, okay. I didn't realize you could have a cinnamon roll dom. I just always assumed they were always going to yeah. be alphas. Well, here's the thing. There's a B storyline, a great B storyline, about the relationship between Bo and Van. And you come to realize he might be a switch. So Okay. Okay. So he's dominant with you know, a scenario that involves Allie, but it seems like he does kind of want to be a submissive. Oh, okay. Van. But, okay, so I guess I told you that, but I didn't tell you any details. Okay. Okay. Um, so <laughs> It'll be our little secret. It'll be, <laughs> yes, our little secret. What else does Triple Knockout have? I'll tell Ooh. you. We have uh, buff guys, taboo fantasies, sex club membership, domination, submission, Bondage, vibrating toys, and countless orgal. <laughs> Sounds like I was having one. Yeah. <laughs> and countless orgasms with surprisingly little recovery time. Wow. I've never heard a sex scene described that way. I am, I am <laughs> like, oh my, I don't even know where to look. <laughs> okay. Now, as far as sports, are there any boxing matches? Not that I recall, but there's a lot of. <laughs> Well, with everything you just described, I don't even know if I'd remember that they were boxers. I know. I It's kind of buried a little. So Bo and Van do a lot of boxing training together. So like okay. there's scenes of them boxing together. And there is one very memorable scene in which Bo, Van, and Allie engage in a threesome 
on the gym weight bench. <laughs> I like, and my brain just went in like 30 different directions because I'm thinking like logistics and then I'm thinking like cleanliness. <laughs> And then I'm thinking, was it a private gym? <laughs> well, that's a good question. I don't remember. So usually, you know, when you go to a gym, people do wipe off the equipment. So I'm assuming that it's yeah, clean. I'm hoping well, they follow the same like courtesy guidelines. <laughs> yes, uh, let's hope. But, but it was a very hot scene. So honestly, boxing was almost kind of like secondary to the story. But it did exist. That, and that makes it a sports romance in my book. <laughs> and it is a sports romance. So I recommend Jody Redford's Triple Knockout for fans of hot sex, provocative prose, and loving poly relationships. Uh, you have certainly certainly intrigued me, Liz. I, I will definitely pick it up. Um, I don't know if I'll be able to go to the gym without blushing for a few days, but I'm willing to give it a shot. <laughs> it is. It is engrossing. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man, I love it. I, I don't even have a segue for that. <laughs> there is none. We we need a moment of silence. I love it. I, I don't even have a segue for that. <laughs> there is none. We we need a moment of silence. So what sport would you like to talk about next? We're going to talk about the only one I really like. And well, that's not true. Re let me rephrase that. We're talking about my favorite for writing, but I do watch other sports, but hockey, we're going to hockey now. Oh, it? I knew it was going to be hockey. Yeah, it, yeah, it's here. <laughs> it's here to stay for the rest of this episode, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So uh, the first one I want to talk about is called Mile High. This is by Liz Tom Ford, and it's independently published. Um, this is book one in her Windy City series. Um, the second one is already out, and I will talk about that in a second. Um, and the third one comes out later this year. And actually, Leslie, who we had on the show a couple weeks ago, talked about um, her love of this series as well. So I just yes. to share my two cents because I love it, too. I um, was, You know, I'm glad you're here to also speak about it because I came across that book just looking at sports romances. And I said, oh, Leslie mentioned it. Mm -hmm. So and I was like, maybe I should get it. And then I got distracted and I didn't. Um, so based on what you say, I might download it today. I think you should, because I think you'd really like it, because let me explain what's going on here. So it's got our favorite tropes in that it's, uh, I, this is spicy. That is spicy is what you just described, <laughs> but it is still spicy. Um, it's a rom-com, again, uh, not as many as the Sarah Adams book I just described, but there's a few LOL moments. Um, the other thing I like about this is there's a sense of found family. I know that that mm -hmm. seems to be coming up in more and more um, romance books. And I really like that element because it yeah. usually means that the secondary characters are pretty well developed. So um, this story follows, again, we're in Chicago and it follows Xanders, who is the bad boy of hockey, because there, of course, has to be a bad boy of hockey and it should be Xanders. Uh, he is everyone's favorite player to hate. Uh, and he likes this role and he plays it well. He is, you know, in the penalty box in almost every game and he makes it, uh, makes it his job to leave the arena every game with a new lady on his arm. So um, he's no fuss, no muss, no relationships, just have a good time, cause some trouble, repeat. Um, the flip side of Xander's is our heroine, Stevie. Uh, she is so sweet. I really liked her. There were a lot of relatable moments with her throughout the book. Um, she is a flight attendant and um, she's been working as a flight attendant for years and decides to take a new job uh, with an NHL team. And again, here's our question because they did say NHL, but I digress. Um, oh, yeah. She, okay. Yeah. Another person who should be sued then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> We're cracking down here. 
So, uh, so Stevie likes this new gig. Um, it's different. Obviously, the pay is good. Uh, but there's one thing she doesn't like, and that is the snarky, flirtatious Xander um, mm. or Xanders, because um, he is always pressing her call button. And that is not a euphemism. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> so they start flying together and um, he's they're driving each other crazy in different ways. And um, for Stevie, it's very important for her not to blur the lines when she's at work because this is an important job for her. She's currently living with her NBA superstar brother. So this girl is in the uh, world of professional sports. She's in a deep, and they mention NBA as well. They mention NBA and not to to skip ahead, but uh, her brother, Ryan, is going to be the hero of book two. And so that one is going to be NBA focused, which that is a sport I actually watch and enjoy because I think it's. It's fun to follow. Yeah, you know what? When I lived in LA, <laughs> I used to enjoy going in person to watch the basketball games. Like that to me was, like you said, easy yep. to follow. And it was just a lot of fun. So- I don't think I see nearly as many basketball sports romances out there. Football, baseball, and hockey. And occasionally yeah. soccer, depending on where I'm looking. Um, but yeah. I mean, obviously hockey is king right now. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And for good reason. And there actually is hockey in this book. Not as much as other books I've read. Um Honestly, a lot of this takes place on a plane, um, or I should say at least the memorable parts. <laughs> oh, oh, because they're the always, title yep. Mile High. Yep. So, um, but it is, oh, it's so good. But the thing mm. I like about it is it's, again, it's it's like the normie with Stevie being, you know, and I don't want to say just a flight attendant, but she's a flight yeah. attendant. She's not a celebrity. She's not rich. And she's very focused on, you know, living her own life and not relying on um, men like Xanders or her brother who have a lot of money. She is living with her brother right now, but she's, you know, she's, she has her pride, I guess. <laughs> you continue yeah. with your theme of people who don't have their own home. Yes, I, you're right. I just realized another homeless woman and actually now I'm going to skip ahead that's the premise of the second book because uh the second book in the series uh is the right move and that has uh Stevie's sister Ryan and her friend Indy who is um another flight attendant with her um Indy doesn't have a place to live and guess what (laughs) not to give it away but book two Stevie's room is now open because she's living with Xanders so um Indy moves in with Ryan and so then that's going to be the whole thing and I loved both of them in this story I love again the secondary characters are so good and um but oh so good anyway but with this story and I don't want to give too much away on the plot but um Xander is starting to realize he doesn't want to just live this you know playboy lifestyle and Stevie's starting to realize that maybe she doesn't need to be as uptight about her rules for her life as she has been and of course those two decisions happen at the same time and it makes it you know a lovely story so um it's 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 steamy it's um it's a little longer than i would think uh would have thought i think it was pushing 400 pages um oh, which okay. you know me is not usually my um speed but the yeah. but the pacing of it was so quick it didn't feel clunky or, or weighed down and it was one of those where and i like this as a reader and a writer you knew exactly what was going when they would introduce certain characters i'm like there is no way indy's not getting her next story or her own story ah, and yeah i was pleasantly surprised when i saw that she is going to be in the right move which is already out so and as you can see behind me on my shelf um nice. so definitely going to be picking that up soon but um this is fun it's it's silly it's steamy um there's a lot of good character development because sometimes you know sometimes when you pick up a steamier book it's and this is not a complaint, but um, they, they just don't seem to have as much, you know, meat on the bones of of the characters. Um, so, but this was definitely um, 
It was a perfect balance. So I can't say enough good things about Mile High by Liz Tom Ford. And I can't wait to keep reading the rest of the series. So we've done hockey, we have done boxing, and we have done football. Liz, where are we going next? We're going across the pond to football, but it's actually U.S. soccer, you know. I love it. All right. Libby. Normally, when we discuss sports romance, it's typically with a male athlete and a female love interest. But I have something different. Are you going to flip it around? (laughs) I'm going to double it up and flip it. I'm going to flip it and double it. (laughs) I have a a lesbian sports romance with uh, two footballers or soccer players uh, in England. This is a friends to lovers romance by Ma Binfield. Step by Ma Binfield, published by Bold Strokes Books in 2019. And this was the author's debut romance at the time. And Ma has since published two more books with Bold Strokes Books. I reviewed this book actually for All About Romance uh, online. A devastating breakup convinces Iris that she is a failure at relationships and unworthy of a second chance at love. Oh. So she refuses to date. She eschews any type of desire, intimacy. She wants none of that. But Iris's resolve falters when American Cameron Hansen joins Iris's London law firm and the football team. Oh, now I remember what it is. The law firm has a football team. Instead of like a softball league. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay. And they play other, I think, law firms <laughs> um, <laughs> or something to that effect. Okay. Cam moved to the UK with her jerky fiance. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, he's very inattentive. He's like, I don't have time to, you know, explore with you. So Cameron and Iris become friends. And Iris shows Cameron all about London, all her favorite haunts, um, all this exciting stuff. As Iris and Cam grow to respect each other as teammates, they also bond over their love of running, poetry, and reading. Mm. And they start to develop romantic feelings for each other. And this is kind of like Cameron's bi-awakening. Mm-hmm. Because up to this point, I believe she had only been with um, men. So um, as Cameron is, is, you know, starting to feel these romantic feelings towards Iris, and Iris definitely has, has a serious crush on Cameron, they... Things happen that I can't mention, um, but eventually they fear risking their friendship and disrupting their lives. Mm. And it becomes painfully clear to Cameron and Iris that, quote, the smallest steps are hardest to make. Oh, Oh, this sounds like it's going to be like like heartwarming and like... Oh my God, it is a deeply emotional romance. There is a beautiful friends to lovers arc that I do think about still from time to time. It was so beautifully written. The romance journey is a steadily paced narrative that builds a believable love story and creates delicious sexual tension that, according to my review, I wrote, leads to a powerful lovemaking. And I don't think I've ever said powerful Powerful. lovemaking outside of this review I wrote for (laughs) For One Small Step. And I thought I should uh, mention that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, and I think just your choice of phrasing has actually moved this higher up the TBR list because I'm very intrigued by the powerful lovemaking. The powerful lovemaking. Um, I really had a fancy turn of phrase when I wrote this this review. Oh, it's fabulous. I can't yeah. wait to read it now. <laughs> and not only do Iris and Cameron or Cam fall in love with each other, but they learn to love themselves better, which is oh. also, uh, I found that in a lot of romances, I have responded strongly two books where not only does do two people fall in love with each other but they learn to love themselves more and this is one of those books and now as far as the sportiness there actually is a strong b storyline centering on the successful yet underfunded football team to no which way. iris and cam belong so basically the law firm isn't putting in a lot of money into this team that, you know, they're like, hey, look at these other law firms teams. And, you know, they have like good equipment and everything. So there's this whole like, hey, you should be supporting us better. Yeah. Um, so there is also um, some talk about, you know, real world women athletes being underrepresented you know, in, in the oh, world. Nice. And so I enjoyed reading that in, in this, uh, in this novel as well. And um, also, I don't think I've ever read uh, a lesbian romance with a couple who are teammates. That's a whole other level of relating to yeah. someone. It adds to, to also, their dynamic. Yeah. So I really love that. Um, also, there's a lot of descriptions of London. They visit oh, so many different places that actually exist because I looked them up. So <laughs> it's just a fabulous like feel, you know, to the whole book. You feel like you've traveled to London. Oh, fun. Yeah. And, you know, you're also seeing everything through Cam's eyes because she's American. So, you know, it, it was. Oh, really, I like that. Yeah. I highly recommend One Small Step by Ma Binfield. It is perfect for fans of romance that explores a couple with the courage to fight for the love that they deserve. I'm going to use your word again. That was a powerful description. <laughs> oh, no. that And I love yeah. that. I actually, I, I kind of like that they're not professional athletes and that it's more of a passion project for them. Yeah. But, and, and like you said, the teammate dynamic. Oh, I'm really excited to read that. So um, I know we have another hockey romance. Yes. Uh, which one do you recommend, Libby? And actually, this segues nicely because I'm going to kind of take yours and flip it. Um, this is a Bi Awakening with Two Men, Him by Serena Bowen and L. Kennedy. Oh my God, uh, wait a second. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is you this wait. the one you're going to talk about? No, 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 it's not. Oh my God. I just got chills. There's something going on here. Okay. So I did not read it, but I, my next book is written by Serena Bowen. No way. Uh, it, I, I, and I went down the rabbit hole and I saw that she has written with L. Kennedy. Um, yes. So I started looking, you know, so I put on my list one of their books, Top Secret, which I don't think is a sports romance. But, but that's I've heard of that. And that's supposed to be really good. And then as I was reading, someone said, oh, the best book that L. Kennedy and Serena Bowen wrote is the book Him. So then I looked up Him. I was like, oh, this sounds good. So I'm excited that you're going to talk about it. Oh. Okay. And it is, okay, and this is, oh my God, I'm like so excited. I can't stop shaking. Okay, so the uh, the reason I found this book is, and we have talked about this ad nauseum, when I was done reading Heated Rivalry and The Long Game, the first thing I needed to do was find a book similar to it because my brain was like, why are you not reading more gay hockey yeah. romance? Right. So um, this was, they re-released it with new covers uh, in 2021. Um, and so I, I think that has just found a whole new following. I don't know if it's because of Heated Rivalry becoming popular around that time or what, but 
I don't care. I'm just happy it happened. Um, I read both books and the little bonus novella in two days. I literally almost missed a deadline because I was so obsessed with these two characters <laughs> and their arc. It is ridiculous. And now that I'm talking about it, I'm going to have to read it again. So um, <laughs> it's the, it's him is the first one. Us is the second. And Epic is the little uh, novella that comes at the end. Um, this is, like I said, it's an MM sports romance. It, um, one of the characters is, um, out and the other one has a bio awakening. Um, this is friends to lovers that like was heartbreakingly good. It was just so good. And it is a new adult slash college romance, which is usually not my go-to with yeah. ages. I usually like them to be, you know, late twenties and up as a personal preference, but this is one I couldn't have cared less. It was just so well-written. And I'm curious, I don't know which author wrote which point of view because it's obviously dual point of view, but either way, they're both just, oh, so good. Like I'm just sitting here like, oh, so good. So, um, and I'm just gonna read the general premise because I kept trying to like come up with my own way of paraphrasing and I kept giving too much away or like yeah. squealing in the middle of thinking about it. So I'll just <laughs> go with what the publisher said. Here's the general premise. Jamie Canning has never been able to figure out how he lost his closest friend. Four years ago, his tattooed, wisecracking, rule-breaking roommate cut him off with no explanation. So what if things got a little weird on that last night at hockey camp the summer they turned 18? It was just a little drunken fool foolishness. Nobody died, no reason to stress. Or is there? <laughs> uh, Ryan Wesley's biggest regret is coaxing his very best friend into a bet that pushed the boundaries of their relationship. Now, with their college team set to face off at the national championship, he'll finally get a chance to apologize and see his friend face to face. But all it takes is one look at his longtime crush and the ache in his heart grows stronger than ever. I mean, oh my God, Liz, I'm dying. Oh my God. <laughs> so Jamie has waited a very long time for answers. Uh, and he walks away with more questions than answers after their first interaction. Um, they decide to both take uh, a spot as coaching on the, in the youth hockey camp where they met. And let me just say, things get crazy and fabulous all at the same time. Oh. Uh, this is... Um, it's sexy as hell. I've read both um, of these authors' books separately, and they're always spicy and always delightful. Um, this has that level of like yearning and tension and like self-discovery and sometimes sometimes confusion and and almost self-hatred for brief moments. Just very similar to how Rachel Reed wrote he the heated rivalry books. And I think that's why I just like latched on to these characters. Yeah. Um there are sweet moments between them. They have um, a lot of inside jokes. There's some really sweet scenes where they give each other gifts. Um, I just, I, and I, I don't want to say too much because I, I, as you can tell, it's more of like a feeling after reading this book and it's hard to articulate yeah. all of the reasons. Um, but it is um, the second book, Us, where they're um, obviously together because, hello, it's a romance. Uh, the, the secondary characters they introduce in the second book are so good. And I ended up just like, and I I think I found out that one of the hockey players has a separate book separate from this series. And I'm yeah. excited to read that. But um, just the way that um, these two authors work together, it reminds me of Christina Lauren, where if I didn't, well, obviously it says both their names on the cover, but if I didn't know this was written by two separate people, I wouldn't believe it yeah. because it was seamless. Like it has distinct voices between um, uh, Wes and, um, and Jamie, but just, oh my God, it, it, they just flow so well together. And 
um, it has those moments where, you, you know, they're, they're friends and they're doing the, oh, I don't want to mess up this whole relationship, yeah. but it is just the dialogue and, and just the, their interactions are just like heartbreakingly wonderful. And in some cases, heartwarmingly wonderful. Um, I, it is, it felt like a very true friends to lovers, like the way they describe their, their friendship, um, it does have hockey in it, um, like actual, again, important to the plot, if that if that's your jam and you're not just here for the hockey players. But um, th this, their writing together is so good. I cannot say enough good things about it, and I don't want to spoil anything with how how any of it goes. But it is literally probably, I when I was working on our list of the best books we read in 2023, This it was hard not to add this to the top three because, um, as you can see, I'm still really excited about it. Yeah. But yeah, it is just, and, and please read it next. Like, it's so, okay. it is so, so good. I cannot say enough good things about the hymn series by Serena Bowen and L. Kennedy, like chef's kiss perfection. <laughs> oh, I got chills. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's so good. Like, it's upsettingly good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I've noticed about friends to lovers romance? I've, I've recently really gotten into them. And I think it's because right at the start, it is the highest stake possible. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's the highest stakes that you'll find in romance is a friends to lovers because right there you can lose it all by yep. losing their losing their friendship in in taking uh, a a romantic, you know, detour. Taking the chance. Yeah. Yeah. And the way like I, and again, I'm not saying that I love every single friends to lovers, but if you like both the characters and they're written well, and there's depth to them. I felt like we got a lot of depth with these two right out of the shoot. Yeah. And that was something that really just helped ramp it up. And yeah. the fact that they had lost touch for years because of what happened yeah. at the beginning. Oh my God. Oh, it just added to it. It was so good. Now I have a solo book by Serena Bowen. Oh, she, perfect. <laughs> and and Serena has written a number of hockey romances. Which one are you going to talk about? Because it might be one that I've already read. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm scared. I know. It'll be too exciting if you read it already. Um, our heads are going to explode. This is a book from the Brooklyn Hockey Series. Okay. It's called Love Lessons. Oh, I haven't read that one yet, but it is on my list. Tell okay. me everything. Okay. So Love Lessons by USA Today bestselling romance author Serena Bowen, published in 2022 by Tuxbury Publishing, which I believe is the author's publishing imprint. Oh, okay. Okay. So this is book seven in the Brooklyn Hockey series, and it features characters from her Brooklyn Bruisers series published by Berkeley. Love Lessons is an opposites attract hockey sports romance with a makeover and lessons in seduction trope and a <gasps> vacation fling in Italy. Oh my gosh, it has everything. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to point out that this is my second sports romance that is set primarily in another country. Yeah, overseas. So, yeah, here we go. Ian is a rough-around-the-edges hockey player for the Brooklyn Bruisers, which I think is the best name for a hockey yes. team. Agreed. <laughs> uh, and Ian has had a lot of bad press lately. So management wants him to get an image makeover, starting with cleaning up his unkempt appearance. Oh. Enter Ian's next-door neighbor, Vera. She is a stylist. Vera 
is actually considering getting back together with her ex, who previously told her she was boring in bed. <gasps> no. Yes. Okay. So Vera and Ian strike a deal. That that should actually also be part of a trope, like the a deal. Like there's always a deal yeah. to be made. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. Let's wow. make a deal. I think that should be the trope. Let's, be- <laughs> let's make a deal. So this also has the let's make a deal trope. So um, Vera says, I'll help you with a makeover if you teach me the art of seduction, because I'm going to be attending an event with my ex, and I think we might want to get back together. Even if we don't get back together, I want to show him what he's missing out on. Either way, I need to really up my seduction game. Now, Vera is actually friends with Ian's teammate's wife. And they have a story in another book. Um, So Vera is included in this big group vacation that Ian's teammate and wife is throwing and and hosting. So everyone goes to Italy. And that's where Ian and Vera teach each other much more than either bargained for. Yes. Of course, Ian doesn't really want a relationship. So he's like, oh, this will be great. Like, I'm attracted to her. This will be a vacation fling. And, you know, I'm just setting her up for success with future <laughs> seductions, you know, and, and that's it. Now, it's a very layered story because Ian is dealing with PTSD and there's some things going on in his life. Okay. Also, you start to learn that there's also more to um, Vera's story as well. So um, I really enjoyed that it was more than what you would expect. It wasn't mm-hmm. as surfacy as maybe someone would think it sounds as I describe it. Um, as far as the sports aspect of the novel, it does take place off season, but the business of the sport of hockey comes into play quite frequently because there's a possibility of certain players being traded. Um, They talk about uh, uh, Ian has to pick a charity because he's been made to pick some charities to work with also as part of upping his, his um, reputation. So there's about picking a, uh, picking charities. Ian and Vera are very sympathetic characters. There's delicious steam, a devourable read at 282 pages Italy is breathtaking. It's very romantic. Um, So, yeah, I recommend Love Lessons in the Brooklyn Hockey Series by Serena Bowen. All right. Well, I'm going to check that out for sure. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I love these hockey books. There's something hot about hockey players. Maybe it's just because they're all kind of bad boys because you can fight in, you know, in the hockey. But there's like a certain level of finesse with skating that I feel like it's not just a bunch of bruisers. Right. You That's I mean? right. Like There's that duality, right? Yeah. Is that they have to be kind of graceful and light on their feet and almost artistic on yeah. the ice, but they also could get down and dirty. Yeah. And they kind of just like mess each other up. No, I'm here for it. <laughs> yes. yes, yes. <laughs> so um, what have you next, Libby? Well, I know we're doing another sports uh, related episode later this year, so I'm not going to like spoil a lot of stuff, but I have a couple honorable mentions that I think are on your honorable mention list as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just pre-ordered and it should be here, I think tomorrow, or I think on the 13th, um, Fangirl Down by Tessa okay. Bailey. After everything we talked about with Leslie, um, golf, yeah. as we mentioned, is not necessarily a sport I think of as sexy, unless we're talking about Adam Scott. Four! 
the thing I'm excited about with Fangirl Down by Tessa Bailey is I've been looking at some of the early reviews and the reviews are saying that this is reminiscent of her earlier writing style with her series that came out like five and eight years ago. And I'm not saying I haven't enjoyed her recent stuff, but some of the earlier Tessa Bailey is my favorite Tessa Bailey. Okay. So I'm very intrigued that readers are saying it's comparable to the to the stories that she wrote before. So um, that is on my short list. Like I said, I, I splurged and pre-ordered it and it should be here within a matter of hours. <laughs> <laughs> That's exciting. So do you have any honorable mentions or things coming up that you're excited about in the sports world of mm. romance books? I loved Fixer Up, book one in Fixer Up series by Tessa Bailey. And the uh, male protagonist is a baseball player. Oh, cool. But there's no baseball being played. Played. There's no actual games. <laughs> There's no actual games, but baseball is his thing. I would recommend that because I loved that book. I actually reviewed that one on allaboutromance.com. So if you want to know my thoughts, I, can, I will look it up. Visit, visit that. <laughs> and as a bookseller, I remember stocking the bookstore with Fixer Up and I was hand selling it to people. Oh, the Bromance Book Club, I think we yes. talked about. Would you yep. like, do you have any Lissic notes on that or are we just yes. mentioning it? Uh, well, in general, I mean, again, I've read all of them, devoured them as soon as they come out. That's a must buy, must read immediately. Um, I have a former coworker and friend that um, when we talk about these books, we would get yeah. so loud and animated. Uh, people would have to come in the back room and tell us the content. <laughs> yeah, they're all there's, baseball players. Well, there's they're not because they? one is a baseball <laughs> player. One's a hockey player. One's a country music singer, and I can't remember the oh, other two. You're right. Oh, my goodness. That's right. Yeah, They're all cause, different. Because the premise is that these are like the alpha guys. I think it's in Nashville, Tennessee. It's been a minute since I've yes. read one. Yeah. No, it um, is Nashville. Okay. Because good. the Russian, he's a hockey player, right? Oh, my God. The Russian. Yeah. That book. Oh. I have to read it. I bought it, and I didn't read it yet. Oh, my gosh. No. Okay. Okay. Honestly, you have to read that before you read the hymn books because you're okay. going to want to read all of all two and a half of them at once. Okay. So go ahead and read. I think that was the fourth one in the series. Yes. Oh, it's so good. I, I love all of those. It is truly my favorite complete cast of characters in any romance I've read. Oh, yeah. Ever. Like just the way they are. Um, they're relatable. There's some of them are just like it's almost too over the top. Like I could say like that is literally, you know, so and so's friend or so and so's brother. Like it is so I don't know how yeah. she does it but how she writes her characters. Um, although with all of those, I will yeah. say it's, I wouldn't necessarily say they're sports romances because you don't see them playing the sports in any You case. don't, right. There might be like mention of like an old injury or something, but it's not, Well, I you think know. in the first book, Romance Book Club, because the first guy, I forget yeah. his name, is a baseball player. I believe that there's one or two scenes um, at the ball field at a game because his wife, because it's a second mm -hmm. chance romance, his yep. wife has words with some of the girlfriends of other the other players. And mm -hmm. I think they're there for a game. So and it kind of throws him off his game. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So I think there's I think the most sports is in the first book. Uh yes. although I haven't read all I read the other I read the first three books. Yeah. And there's, you know, I don't know if Sergey, if the Russian is if he there's plays. like playing. Yeah, but not compared okay. to everything else we've discussed. It's nothing. It's not. It's nothing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Lissa K. Adams wrote a fantastic cast, mm -hmm. very distinctive, all memorable. Yes. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that was also written purposely for the 
hope of making it, you know, of adapting it to Netflix. Because rumor what, has it that oh. the rights were bought. I have not heard who oh, bought the rights, but it oh, sounds like right. they were trying to make it into a series, which again, my head will explode yeah. with excitement and joy. Oh God. I, I don't know if I could watch it because those characters to me like live in my Yeah, head. they're very that's the thing. That's the thing. Because like, okay, perfect example, what with red, white, and royal blue. I love yeah. that book. And I really enjoyed the movie, but I do not think of them as the same thing in my brain because mm. obviously when you make an adaptation, characters change. And in this case, some characters just flat out weren't in the story. And that yeah. was a little disappointing. But in hindsight, I totally understand why they did it that way. But that's the tricky thing with adaptations is they can either make or break. Or in this case, yeah. I just like it as a standalone. I'm like, oh, yes, I know more of the backstory because of the book, but I'm just going to pretend that they live in this universe. I love that darn series too much. Probably it's probably oh, yeah. a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess that's it for me. OK. The only one I wanted to mention uh, that I haven't read because it hasn't come out yet and it's not coming out, I don't think, until the summer. Um, Cat Sebastian has a new sports romance coming out. Technically, it's sports adjacent. I don't know how much baseball's in it, but it's called okay. You Should Be So Lucky. And it's in the same universe as We Could Be So Good, which was in my top three books of nice. last year. So um, this one is, um, it takes place in the 60s in New York. Um, and it is a, described as a slow burn, grumpy sunshine. Um, so I mean, so it has a baseball player in the 60s, a sports reporter, um, and a grumpy sunshine, slow burn. I mean, come on, like, I'm already ready and it's on pre-order. And I think I want to say late spring. Um, okay. I love yeah, that. Like you should, and the cover is like perfect. Oh my God. I'm so excited. So yeah, you should be so lucky. Cat Sebastian coming soon. Okay. 1960s baseball. Like just give it to me right now. I'm so excited. This has this been was... a really solid episode and I look forward to doing more sports. Yes. Because we only scratched the surface. <laughs> oh, definitely. And I would love to, Find and read more where, uh, more romances where the women are athletes mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and uh, see sure. if I could find more of that. Uh, maybe even a women's hockey team. I don't know. Uh, it has to exist. Let's start looking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's our roundup. Watch Romance Roundup on Rita Seek's Romance channel and subscribe on YouTube. Listen to Romance Roundup on Podbean and all podcast apps. Thanks for joining us, romance readers. Happy reading, everyone.